0: Human beings have been sharing stories for hundreds of thousands of years. And with those stories came the emotional, spiritual and physical knowledge of the ancients. Shaman Durek, a sixth generation shaman and best-selling author of Spirit Hacking, bridges the gap between science and spirituality and brings us back to our roots. He's here to bring forth the ancient wisdom of our elders, to help heal and bring happiness into our modern society. The time has come to end codependency and put the power back into people's hands. Welcome to the tribe.
1: What is the shaman school? No, You're not going to be studying to pursue a career in shamanism or to bang a drum. The definition of shamanism is one who understands relationship. The shaman school offering reminds you how to have a better relationship with things and how to nurture these relationships, whether it be with yourself, the food you eat, the people you meet, your ancestry, community, the global community, animals, nature, and so forth my goal is to demystify spirituality, to add a bit of science and understanding of how things operate in the energetic planes. The Shaman School's no-nonsense teaching explores all faculties of experience from the physical, the emotional range, the mental capacity for information, dialogue, lexicon, energy, perception, awareness, how to understand the energy of currency, and so much more. Fundamental education teaches the basics that we need in society. How to read, write, add, subtract, pay our bills, or how to become doctors, artists, mechanics, etc. But the shaman school is a school that we all should have been a part of. One that offers the additional tools needed to better understand who we are, why we think the way we do, what's going on behind the scenes, and what we are actually seeing and processing. Are you living well? Are you paying bills just to keep the roof over your head? Are you in a relationship but not fulfilled? Satisfaction cannot be lowered anymore by the inability to recognize possibility. Living well means fulfilling your ideas and your goals and your dreams and having the best time doing it. In the Shaman School, I've extracted the best from all of the world philosophies, religions, spiritual teachings, and theories, offering a juice without pulp that will empower your life. The Shaman School invites you to a world where you're able to seize the tools of understanding, where you're able to have fun and have more because you deserve more. Go to shamanduric.com and click on The Shaman School for the first step toward ultimate happiness and an understanding of your truest self. Let's make things easier and not harder for our life. We deserve that. See you soon. Hello, Tribe, and welcome to Going Deep, where we go behind the company to find out the founders, the CEOs, how they came up with their vision, how they came to this place of creating the product that they created to bring it forth to the Tribe. In Going Deep, we want to know what inspired them, what, what was the thing that motivated them to bring such inspiration to the planet to share it with community. We're not going over big corporations. We're talking about people who have started from the ground level up and built their company to become as big as it is today and successful and being able to connect with the CEOs, the founders, the creators, and the artists behind their company gives us an inclusive understanding of what it is that they are and what they've created so that we understand the people behind the product going deep. Thank you for being here tribe and remembering how powerful it is for us to know what we're buying and where we're getting it from and who created it. Today, we are going to be speaking with Andrew Maternowski and Monica Randles, the creator of Nutcase Vegan Meats. The focus of this conversation is to find out more about their company, their vision, what inspired them, what is the the energy and the power that made them create such an amazing, beautiful product that is allowing us to stay in our health and recognize that we don't have to put things in our body that hurt us or limit us so that we can continue being the lit leaders of legacy. And that being said, it is a wonderful pleasure to welcome into the studio today, Andrew Mananowski and Monica Randalls. Hello.
0: Hello. Hello, hello.
1: So I'm really happy to have you here on Going Deeper because it's important for us to, to find out more about, you know, what inspired you to create such an amazing company. So if you want to share with everyone who's listening around the world, what was the thing that brought this into fruition?
0: Well, it was um, multi uh, pronged, really. 2009, I had herniated discs in my lower back. And 2010, I had incredible back pain, couldn't move uh, much, couldn't exercise, uh, couldn't even touch my toes without wanting to. You know, swear or cry and i just i did a clean uh, diet um it's called clean by Alejandro younger and uh, you do this elimination diet for three weeks you know no coffee no alcohol no most meats uh, remove dairy refined sugars um, all white uh, rices and things like that and within four days i started feeling better. Uh, so that was profound to me. and uh, but what he was saying in his book which just resonated and my healing was so incredible. So three weeks later, I was feeling so much better. So then you reintroduce things into your diet and uh, refined sugar, dairy, and coffee were triggers, big triggers for me. So I still don't in, take a, uh, any dairy. And then uh, coffee, very, very, very rarely. I don't do caffeine. And then, um, yeah, so then later that summer, Andrew showed the kids uh, food ink, and our daughter decided to uh, go vegetarian. So in the house in September, we decided we were all going to trial vegetarianism. And when you uh, are vegetarian and you can't have dairy, then you're pretty much vegan. So that's how we kind of ended up. And Andrew felt so much better running. He could run further and enjoyed uh, exercising. So he was really hooked. And our our son was very convinced too. He just he was around thirteen, but just felt like after a week, a month of not really eating animal products, he couldn't he couldn't go back. Um, then there was an alchemy of kind of the dark side too. I mean, I guess back pain is dark side. But Andrew lost um, a sibling, and that was really hard on him. And uh, part of his uh, mourning and uh, processing grief was then just uh, working on iterations of this product. So after we went vegan, we we're like, geez, the kids would like lasagna or the kids would like, you know, a burger, but not like a bean burger where you have to, you know, have a different topping. So we wanted uh, something that was super healthy and we didn't want to do something that you had to kind of detox from. So the, in this diet, they said no wheat, Um, And so then looking at satan options, which are great, but then it's high in kind of not uh, super nutrient dense. So we were looking for nutrient dense things to replace our products. So that's how we got with the tree nuts, brown rice, quinoa. And then you can make that into kind of a a basic sausage mix. I mean, any sausage is actually just kind of ground meat and ground nut meat uh, can really uh, be an actual uh, good replacement that's so much better.
1: It's amazing. So this is a family business. Yes. Yes. That's beautiful. And so tell me how it came to be. So, you know, you you had the situation with the loss, um, Andrew, and then, you know, and you were going through wanting to clean out your body from all of these different toxins and different, you know, Byproducts that were coming from a lot of the food that you were eating before. And so you started coming into, okay, and then your kids are like, we want to go into this as well and really getting into a vegan, you know, diet right? Which is, you know, a real transition from, you know, from not being vegan. How was that for you as a family? And how did you maintain that space of, you know, what did it take for you as a family collective to really step into that space of being a vegan? Because I know there's a lot of families around the world who would love to go vegan, but they're just finding it very challenging. What were some of the challenges that you were, um, that you faced as a family and individually?
2: I think you know. So my background is um uh, my both my grandparents were butchers. Uh, my dad was a physician. I'm a physician, retired now, a hospitalist. But you know, for, to make that change, you know, Isabel watched we watched Farm Fooding, uh, and um, she's like, you know, ten years old, and says, "Dad, we shouldn't be eating uh, any animals for let's do a month." And I said, Ugh. you know, so I was major addict to meat. I came up brought up in a very meat centric diet, dairy. Uh, mm-hmm. very dairy centric, meat centric." <laughs> And actually, my brother, when he was 20, uh, was at Tufts University and he went vegan. This is back in the 80s. And he was was vegetarian and pretty much ostracized by my family. So I'd already been through that experience, seeing my parents do that. And then so it's like it took my daughter sort of say, well, let's get this going. So we started experimenting with you know we were talking we used gluten uh, to make sauces that didn't work well a lot of those sauces are gluten based and we tried the satan that didn't work so then monica had this idea about uh sprouting nuts and nuts are you know they're high in fat they're they have good fats but they have that satiety and then so we added the brown rice uh the flax seeds quinoa hemp seed and then we came up with this the initial one was our chorizo and that was quite tasty and so we just sort of dove into it, and I think it was hard. It was very hard for me to give up the dairy. I was pretty much addicted to dairy. Through work, I was having my cholesterol tested. It really stayed pretty high despite being more plant-based. So after about three or four years, I gave up the dairy, and my cholesterol went down. And so, uh, but really, it was Monica? Like right
0: no, it was only what, like 180. Yeah, it was
2: it was better, but yeah. it was it's you know, want it, You want your LDL like 70. So, um, but really, it was Monica and Isabel were the ones pushing me? But Full in now, and so we've just uh, you know gone with it.
0: Yeah, and our son was uh, great, and and we had told them, okay, you we're not uh, in the house, we're not going to uh, make animal based products anymore. Uh, But uh, you know, if we go into a restaurant or we're at somebody's house, you can eat meat. You know, nobody's going to judge. So it was this you know, an opportunity just for them to explore it. And and then and we always took pride in our cooking and presenting them yummy, healthy food. And so then this was just a little bit of a switch up. But that was that was the big I think driver in trying to find these things. So like a, a, our nutty burger is very neutral. So you mustering and ketchup on that goes great. You know it's not kind of where you feel foreign, you can throw it on a grill. So it doesn't really need to be pampered. So that those were the things that we were striving for, um, you know, how to give. Um, actually, uh, our, our son had a lot of issues with uh, acne, had to totally give up dairy. And so we were making pizzas at home. So we were really trying to make them flavorful and delicious. So he could still, you know, have that teenage It seems like everyone in America craves uh, pizza during their uh, teenage years, for sure.
1: (laughs) Tell me about it.
0: But um, so, yeah, that was great for him. So he just uh, he's uh, they're all just wonderful, sensitive uh, people and just understood that that was kind of a, a good uh, and we have uh, Andrew's brother, Gurhari is vegetarian, and then he he has two kids that are the same age as our kids. So they always grew up every summer seeing these guys, and we would eat vegetarian when they were in, uh, yeah, so you know, in, to visit and things like that. So we, you know, did have that already going for us.
1: What do you think is the biggest reason why people have a difficulty in transitioning into um, a vegan lifestyle uh, when it comes to food?
2: I think there is, you know, is I think that just the establishment is not getting it's the benefits of being plant based, whole food, plant based are just not getting out to the public. I mean, there's some. A little bit of information out there, but you know, have you benefits for your body, for your community, for the planet, you know, for climate change. I mean, there it's, you, you don't miss anything with this. So, but I don't know what the resistance is. I mean, there's, of course, there's a lot of industry with an investment in the standard status quo, you know, the meat and the dairy industry. And they are changing slowly though. If you look at Hormel, the big companies, they're going plant-based with new products, but to get,
0: but they're deeply entrenched in USD, yeah. USDA, so you end up with the a promotion of dairy on everything, and it's so integrated, so that the the messaging is so poor. Yeah, we're such fans of uh, Michael Greger's stuff, you know, uh, where he just talks. There's so much data and about how healthy it is for you, and then. He really fills you in on the the brainwashing or the gaslighting that's happening so that people all think that eating meat is so healthy and beneficial. And that's what you've got to do or have a glass of milk, you know, because that's going to be good for your bones. And it's not good for your bones. It's like super well documented. So it's just a matter of getting more people to really look at the good. Data and realize what it is. Yeah.
2: You know, physicians need to lead. Uh, Physicians are not being taught in med school, though, that plant based eating is the best way to eat. They're still not being taught. I have a nephew in med school, and there's no good nutrition being taught in medical school. Um, And aren't
1: you both um, board certified physicians?
2: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yes. (laughs) I mean, that also makes a big difference in how you actually created your company and, and with the knowledge and information that you have about the physiology and the understanding of the body. You know, I think that's important. I think um, what you're saying is absolutely true. I think there isn't enough lead with physicians expressing how important it is to what we put in our body it makes up a huge percentage of you know what we're actually creating our body to be because we're actually feeding ourselves. We're feeding our organs. We're feeding you know the things that create our tissue and our muscles and so forth. Um, What makes your product different from other products out there? And there's a lot of products I see out there, like Beyond the Meat and all this type of stuff. What makes yours different and and more unique and why people should see this as a lit product? Uh,
0: Yeah. So we really did focus on optimizing nutrition. So uh, we have Hemp seed, flax seed, which not only boost protein, but they have great fats. So the omega-3s, we've got more omega-3s than a piece of fish. So 1,800 milligrams in um, one, one nutty burger. So that you, know, they say you should get at least 1,000 milligrams of uh, omega-3s every day. And uh, so that's a huge when for our product, we organic and uh, organically certified. There are very few uh, products that are organic certified and have a good flavor profile so that you, uh, you know, there are uh, things out there, but then they are, uh, they're pretty niche w- and in terms of flavors. So we were uh, striving for um, yummy flavors of things that, you know, carnivores, omnivores, would eat anything, things that we used to eat, and um, you know, bring that uh, with a with a healthy uh, flair. So our breakfast sausage has a lot of sage, and it gives you this feeling of um, kind of a morning breakfast sausage. Without the animal products. So, and you know, we, we have no additives. Everything on our label, you know what it is. There's no kind of um, wondering or chemistry. Um, although some people wonder what's a filbert, but it's a hazelnut. And, um, you know, that, that's, you know. <laughs> but all natural where you won't see that. Um, and then we don't have kind of concentrated beyond is uh, pea powder, which is fine. Uh, It's not 100% organic, and then um, uh, their flavor profile for us isn't what we were striving for. And then, like Impossible, isn't organic, and it's you know it is it's got a heme protein. This heme molecule is very um, acidifying; it's oxidizing, so it's not actually healthy for the body. Um, So those are um, issues, and then the other products are mostly just uh, not as well known as it's sort of like our products. And so we're uh, striving to build brand uh, identification and awareness uh, to get people to buy more uh, of our product. And because we are so uh, focused on that, this is so nutritious for your body, so nurturing for you and what you're going to do in your life and uh, help uh, families have good, easy options to
1: cook with. I love that. You know, I really love your product and that's why I'm really, really excited to for the tribe. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I've had the most amazing chili with your uh, vegan uh, nut meats. And I have a friend who, who was staying um, at our home, which is my niece's boyfriend from um, Italy. And when he, you know, pulled out your product and he was like sampling it and putting it in, making it into a chili, and we had a chili one night, and then another night we had uh, tacos, uh, vegan tacos, and he was cooking with it because he's an amazing cook, and he was just like, "Oh my god, this is amazing! Like, what is this? The flavor is so rich. You know, you are getting a lot of those um, omegas, which I'm not. I don't eat fish, so." You know, it's it's really important for people who don't eat um, those things to get those omegas. I love the fact that it's non-GMO, and I love the the way that you've created the, the flavors and the spices and so forth. And it's beautiful the assortment that you have available. I love the, you know, you have the vegan hot Italian sausage, um, you have the vegan chorizo, which is great because you can um, really do a lot of really great stuff with that. You have the vegan breakfast sausage patty, which is wonderful. The vegan nutty loaf. Um, um, the burger is great because I had a burger. I had um, we had burger night, so we had that, and that was amazing. And the jerky, which I eat during the day when I'm um in interviews or doing television spots, I I bring it with me in my bag, and I and I eat it. And it's just wonderful. It's it tastes amazing. It's awesome. And actually, one of my friends who's actually a big beef jerky eater was like, "What are you eating?" And I'm like, "I'm eating a, a nut jerky." And they're like, "A what?" And I'm like, "A nut jerky." And they tried it, and they're like, "Wow, this is really good." So, you know, it's really nice to to see how people respond. Just when they come to my house for dinner, because whenever I put dinners, I always like to go out. And make sure that the dining room is set up, and you know the food that we create is like either a chef comes in, or someone comes in, or I cook because I love to cook, and um, and be able to create that. And when my girlfriend was in town with the kids, and I I made them um, you know food with the with your um, vegan meats, they were just like, "Wait a second, what is this?" And they were so excited by they couldn't believe how good it tastes and how. They really enjoyed it, so I thought that was really a beautiful thing. And I think a lot of times, what happens is people just go for what they need to go for at a grocery store because there's like, oh, look, this is this is something I can have. It's not me. Let me just try. But they don't really know what's in it, and and that's why it's so important for um, this conversation of going deeper to really discuss and talk about these things. Because I'd rather have the tribe, you know, um, purchase your nut vegan meats than to go into a grocery store and just grab beyond this, beyond that, just because it's they're looking for some alternative, but they don't really know anything about the company. They don't know who is the creator of the company. They don't know what um, was the story that made the company and they don't know what's in it. And they don't have the education or the information about it. And most people don't get on the Google or go on the web to find out what exactly they're putting in their system. So I think it's really important for us to have this conversation. And um, let me ask you, are you going to be doing any type of cheeses? Are you only sticking to the, the nut meats?
2: Well, probably, well, we have the jerkies. We have a mango habanero and a bagogi jerky coming out probably in about a month or two. And then we'll probably do more like, we probably won't do the cheeses, but we'll stick with um, pepperoni, maybe a salami, some pates, sort of like a, I used to really like Duck liver pate, which I couldn't eat these days, but we can. I think I can make that out of the nut meat. So that's where we're going to probably go and add some new flavors. Maybe a Polish kielbasa sausage to honor my father, who was doubtful that we would pull this off. But uh, before he passed, he did say, "Well, he looks like he did make it." So that was sort of nice. <laughs> <laughs> the we parents leave medicine. Yeah, he didn't think we should leave medicine in our fifties, but we've done it. So, um, but that's yeah. <laughs> we probably stay away from.
1: <laughs> my goodness, the parents! I swear. Yes. Yeah, so, l- let me ask you this: and when it comes to um, how you create everything, are you there for the how everything is put together? Do you choose everything? How did you come up with the idea to choose which nut goes into what and how to create this? Do you have a background in understanding um, food? I mean, my um,
2: yeah. I mean, uh, my parents, You know, my mother taught us how to cook, so that was very important for us. And then my brother. Guruhari, he had a lot of. He was uh, part of a um, one of the larger tea companies. So he, but he had a lot of food experience, and we talked about using a nut blend. So the we use the walnuts, the uh, the filberts, and then also pecans. So the pecans are added to the the pecans are sweet, so they're in the breakfast sausage. The hazelnuts, the filberts are more savory, so they are more of those in the burger because we want the burger to be a little more savory. So we just mix them up a little bit. We've done all the development. We've done ourselves. So you know, just testing probably about 200 batches of the first tests just to get things going during my mourning period, which I did not realize I was mourning my brother's loss at the time. I was really just yeah. sort of yeah. frenetically making these uh, batches <laughs> of sausage because Monica wanted something to make lasagna with that was plant-based. So that was the directive. But um, so yeah, we just do all the testing ourselves. Yep. That's amazing.
1: Yep. Absolutely amazing. So, tell me, what is the importance of whole food, plant-based diets for the people? What is the importance right now, where we are in our evolution, and why it's important that you feel that people should, um, you know, get more into what you're providing for the tribe?
0: The that, it's a really good question because it is so important. We have been were pursuing this uh, fellowship in lifestyle medicine. Mm-hmm. It's about uh, plant-based, um, being plant-based physician certification. And uh, we were listening to conferences on Zoom versus going to them. But um, they continually, they show that you, uh, if you're whole food plant-based, that your risk of dying from anything decreases by 15, 20%. So, you know, you have a heart attack or, you know, cancer or something like that. Even though you still have those things, then you do better in the long run. So, um, you know, it's not just a, oh, you know, you just are starving yourself. Your actual microbiome shifts. So, you know, I used to crave sugar when I, uh, you know, before I did that diet and, um, I thought, I'm never going to not crave sugar. And even after just three weeks, and they show this, even after five days, your microbiome shifts. And so then that helps r- dictate your cravings. So then it that's so important for uh, the whole planet. Uh, Michael Greger and Nutrition Facts, he just had a, a program about this consortium that came out, uh, the Lancet uh, Consortium. We can give you the link. But it talked about, uh, it would be, it's beneficial for the planet. It's beneficial for the people. It's beneficial for animals. So yeah. And climate change. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, so there are so many reasons that it's compelling to do whole food plant-based and, and you can reverse, uh, this climate change process by shifting from eating a lot of animals to whole food plant-based. And then, you know, the other thing, a lot of people like to be kind of junk food vegans. And of course, you know, it's fun to eat some of that stuff uh, once in a while, but you're not giving yourself those micronutrients or macronutrients. If you're eating an orange, that is so much better than drinking the orange juice. There are so many things that we don't even understand um, where it, it makes a huge difference. So th- those are. Some of the reasons why it's important to make those switches. And I would
2: add, you know, during our COVID uh, pandemic right now, there's good data uh, as well that eating plant-based, you know, it it boosts your immune system. It protects you from, you know, you increase your IgA by... Uh, Having consuming a lot of uh, fungi, so you know these are scientific facts. I mean, they've shown that, and uh, that was during our first uh, plant-based conference that we watched. But so during COVID, you you know you're you're stronger, you're healthier, your immune system's better by eating a whole food plant-based diet.
1: That's amazing. Yeah, Yeah. and also too, you know, um, we're getting we're lowering the emissions because people are not using all of the water source and all of that that the cows release. You know, when you're dealing with all of that, um, that type of um, you know, ruining of the agriculture, and you know, taking away the topsoil and t- creating these farming industries. So, I think it's important too. I think it's a it's a great way for us to to do our part in being mindful in the way in which we are creating our footprint, um, do our actions and the way that we show up in this world and how we, if we have something that's available that can mitigate or eliminate those things from happening, then why not? Right. Exactly. Yeah. So I wanted to, um, to ask you, you know, when it comes to your company and stuff, where do you uh, deliver to and, um, as far as in the global sphere of things, and also at you know at what point, um, how much how much of the meat do you think it's safe for someone to consume in a week? Well, well.
0: currently we are. Um, a- We have stores, uh, mostly kind of vegan or vegetarian stores outside of the Midwest. So Rainbow Grocer in California, Lento Market in LA, or sorry, San Francisco for the Rainbow. And um, then a couple others in um, Texas area, and then quite a few in the Midwest. But we do ship uh, as well. And we have toyed with ground shipping, but with all the shipping that's happening, um, the uh, we were kind of under the impression it would take five days for the longest, and it's taking longer than that. So we weren't able to uh, make sure our product arrived and it was frozen now we've shipped to uh, shifted to second day air with fedex which we had kind of a problem with that with the emissions and all of that but um, we want our product to arrive frozen so it, it's in a, a completely recyclable shipper uh, which is really cool even the the packaging the uh insulation pack is uh recyclable as well so we're doing everything we can and we really had hoped to do uh ground but it's it just wasn't reliable enough and uh we weren't happy with that so we have shipped well, is shifted to the second day air
1: and do you ship to europe or only in america
0: only in America, and we are exploring
1: You, you know th- quest.
0: some questions. Yeah, exactly. Uh, customs, and we can't kind of get straight answers from, uh, yeah, the shipping companies. So, um, yeah, we're going to continue uh, to explore that. We were recently driving, and somebody from Canada right across the uh, border from us, well, it's a two-and-a-half-hour drive, but we could easily do it. Uh, but our border is closed right now with COVID, And so we uh, could uh, drop it off there and they could sell it uh, in Windsor, Ontario. And then I just noticed that there's another company that ships to Canada. So we're going to check that out. Um, So we're always trying to find a way to get our product through. Most of it's frozen. So, and with the the jerky, which is shelf stable, then that's great because we can always um, at least ship those products to uh, Europe or uh, to Canada and then uh, not knowing how long the customs delay will be or um, those inspections. So everything's a little bit slower with COVID, they say. So as that as the disease goes away and then, um, but then shipping may get faster again, but
1: yeah. Yeah. Shipping has been a bit, a challenge during the COVID. Um, and when it comes to, um, how much meat one can consume in a week or that you feel is safe for someone to consume, because some people in America will eat a hamburger and steak every day for dinner. Oh, so yeah. is it, what would you say as far as yeah. your product is concerned?
2: I mean the product's organic, so you know there's nothing toxic in it. We actually had it checked for arsenic levels because I was doing a demo in our, in our, in Ann Arbor, and a probably an academic guy came up and said, well, well I'm not going to touch your stuff because it's got arsenic in it." I said, well, rice, well, rice, rice can yeah. non-organic rice will have well some yeah, races yeah. have a, yes, uh, arsenic. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. so I actually had our te- our lab test it, and we came out undetectable, which was nice. Mm-hmm. So there's no arsenic the, uh, detected. That would be the one concern. The real big issue is with people that are not, most Americans are fiber deficient, probably getting about five to six grams of fiber a day. Ideally, ideally we should be doing about 70 grams of fiber a day. And most people that eat a whole food plant-based diet get up towards 70. The recommendations, I think USDA are like 20 to 30. But if you're an individual that's eating a standard American diet and you make, you know, if you start eating nutcase three times a day, you're going to have issues with fiber, so you're going to have some bowel issues. But you know, so but most
0: microbiome shifts but the microbiome is going to
2: shift. So eat. usually, you titrate up mm-hmm. any kind of plant based eating. You're yeah. going to titrate up because that if you just were to make a violent shift, it's too much for your bowels. But you want to change to gradually. Increase your fiber intake and your whole food plant based over a couple of weeks. But you can have nut I, okay. I eat.
0: What I think is twice was, a day. Regular I mean, animal meat products. Oh, animal meat products. A couple times a week, maybe. I what was say- your question? Like, uh, how often, how much could
1: you eat it? Animal products or nuts? Yeah. I think, no, no, not animal products. It, it is um, how much you can eat of the nut meat. Well,
2: yeah. Nut no. meat. Yeah. It's, there's yeah, no issues, the except, except yeah. if you yeah. get above a certain amount, you, your fiber is going to go way up. And so, if you're not used to that, yeah. then you might have some sense of uh, your bowels moving more than usual.
1: I see. Perfect. And um, so I'm excited that you're also going to be um, from what I hear from the team that you're going to be on the lit verified at shaman Is that correct?
0: Yes. 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 Yes.
1: Fantastic! So everyone who's listening, please, please make sure that you get your monthly supply of nut meat so you can have those amazing breakfast sausage patties and the vegan chorizo and the vegan hot Italian sausage and all the amazing, beautiful products that are curated and created by this amazing family, the Nutcase Vegan. uh, You can also check them out at nutcasevegan.com and also on Instagram. And that's the same as nutcase. Case Vegan Meats on Instagram. I'm very honored to have both of you here on Going Deeper with Shaman Dirk. I'm very happy to have found out the information in your company, your story, your passion, your vision for creating a greater and better world. Is there anything else you would like to say to the tribe before we before we leave?
0: Thank you. I, Thank you. We're really honored to uh, spend this time with you and to share our products. It's uh, really important and. We're very, very thrilled. Stay
2: safe and uh, just eat well and take care of yourselves.
1: Yes. Excellent. What a great words. Thank you so much for, for allowing us to go deeper with your company. And we look forward to having more of your products in our home. And the Lit Tribe thanks you for creating such a wonderful product so that we can continue to lever ourselves up and optimize our health. Thank you both.
0: Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Jim.
1: Thank you so much for tuning in to Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. Tribe, I love you all so much. And if you want to stay connected, be sure to check me out on IG at Shaman Durek. And if you have any questions whatsoever, please visit shamandurek.com or contact info at shamandurek.com to learn more. And remember, Tribe, no matter what, stay lit.